probably going to be shit because I've basically like done a, what we talked about where I've done like all those gods that didn't really have origin stories but are talked about. I've just kind of thrown them into a little little family. I've done a little thing on. Well, I love it. Just press start recording as soon as we said today's episode is going to be shit. <laughs> Funny. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of Myths Podcast. My name's Matt Hoss. My name's Dan Rhodes, still. <laughs> still, you are waiting for that, uh, for the deed poll to change your name, right? Yeah, no one's done it yet, so I guess I'll still be Daniel Rhodes. Okay, Dan, if you had to change your name, what would it be to? Ooh, is this like that Simpsons episode where Homer Simpson changes his name to Max Power? <laughs> Max Power. Um, okay, what would I... Oh God. Um, I think I would change my name to something cool, like... Peregrine. Oh no! <laughs> I thought like, but here's an interesting thing because changing names so late on in life that's gonna be difficult. Um, and obviously, if it's for um, you know, if you're transitioning, that's that's I think that's valid. Uh, and well, every name change is valid, but it's just like uh, obviously, if you're staying the same gender and changing your name, people can be like, I've met people who've changed their name, and it's like, oh, I don't go by that anymore. I go by x y z and yeah it's interesting right yeah why would you change your name to x y z yeah x y z their father is elon musk it's it's very very uh very complicated um but yeah so uh, uh okay and but also my brother is about to have a, a kid in the next month and i'm thinking baby names all the time yep. and you know I, I started judging people's names if you know what i mean like oh would you, why would you call them peregrine that's awful that's what that's what that was that reaction there like peregrine oh my god that's awful yeah, it's pretty bad. Do you know uh, my housemate Brad, who you've met? He's oh. got a call late last night to say that his brother's girlfriend is going into labour, so he's going to become an uncle very soon. Oh, Uncle Brad. Yeah, any time nice. today, I guess. I think you'll be a good uncle, Dan. Yeah, I'm going to be that crazy fun uncle, aren't I, that um, you know, just imparts such wisdom. You impart such wisdom... You get a little bit too drunk at Christmas and say something semi-racist. Let's not go around Uncle Dan. <laughs> what kind of uncle are you going to be when your niece or nephew is born? Mm, you know what? I think, well, to be honest, I think I'm going to start out a bit like a jealous uncle. Go for a scar vibe, you know, because yes, they're getting like born that. in my yeah. birthday. Not too happy about it. But then I think I'll be kind of like, I think I'll be quite cute, uh, because a lot of my friends are now having kids. And I went for a walk last week, which is not what I want to do. But I went for a walk anyway. And I bumped into literally all my friends who had dogs and kids. And uh, and I was just like, oh, everyone's set up their families. And it's, it's annoying. Uh, uh, so, um, But I'm quite good around kids. You know what I mean? So, Despite what I just said. <laughs> you know an uncle's not a dodgy uncle when they when they keep repeating to their friends and family that they're good around kids. <laughs> but to be fair, I am. It's just the yeah. It's more like you're fine to leave me in the room with her. I'm great with kids, and they're like, all right. Well, now I'm you to be left in the room with her. Yeah, yeah. Fair. You know, I would. I wouldn't trust anyone who said that. With being an uncle, when my friends have kids or the ones that have kids, is I'm I'm not really used to being around really young babies like is they're not you know not often in my life do i hold a baby it's not something i've done many times yeah and i always and... feel like am i holding it wrong you know people judge you if you like you gotta support that like, are you holding it right i always feel a bit cack handed when i hold the baby then once i'm holding the baby i think this is cute but then i'm like what what do i do now i don't want to yeah. drop the baby that that because that's frowned upon if you if someone gives you that <laughs> and you drop it Imagine just frowned upon, like Dan. What are you like? <laughs> you just dropped that baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I agree because like, you know, do you know what? I'm not good around babies, but I'm pretty good around like all of the children, toddlers and up. I smash it. Yeah, I can Everything do toddlers else. for sure. You wait, you smash toddlers. I no, you said you did toddlers, and I I avoided that. I thought let's move on, let's not go down a pedophile rabbit hole, which is that's, that's the name of my 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 band. Um, but 
<laughs> your first album. So yeah, first album. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Dan, I've got some big news. Okay, what is it? Well, not big news. It's uh, what's the opposite it's news? Of big news? <laughs> it's news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tomorrow morning, uh, before eight a.m., I have to do a COVID test. Yeah, just to clarify, big news was it? Well, it's quite, it's quite significant. Like, um, I, I mean, how many other people have done that though? All right, I have to apparently they're quite uncomfortable. They really shove it up your nose. Well, here's, well, should I tell you about the process, please? Um, because that's what people tune in for: disgusting details of our everyday lives. Uh, not myths, but uh, so the idea, and also I think it's significant because you know I'm, be, I've been asked to be part of a test, and here's, a, you know, how I'm paranoid, Dan. Yes. Um, well, I, I knew you would say that, but uh, but with um, but with uh, with with this though, like, because I, like, I think the government knows I've been freeloading off them for years. I haven't paid a student my student loan back. I barely have had a job for years apart from comedy, and that doesn't really pay that well. And I don't think I've paid that much tax because of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've only paid like minimum tax, and usually, uh, but so early this year, I got chosen for jury duty randomly. Uh, and yeah. then, then I've just been chosen randomly for to get my DNA in there. I think they're trying to figure out if I'm a real person or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they. Yeah, well, they feel like you haven't contributed tax wise. Yeah. So they're like trying to make you contribute in other ways. That yeah. way, how can they use your they use your body and mind? <laughs> well, not not my mind. Uh, well, well, jury duty would have been your mind. Uh, yes, but I I I would have chosen to just set them free because I, I don't I don't believe in uh, capturing people apart from black members but, but yeah um but yeah uh, sorry that was trying to be a joke there but uh no I I, I, I didn't I really get it no I I, I tried to, to be honest I'm very tired Dan <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat your joke and then explain your joke because okay. everyone loves that everyone loves it when okay. when we do that the idea was um no, I'll tell you the thinking beforehand and then I'll launch into the joke <laughs> yes, okay yeah. Thinking beforehand, the saying that I tried to say I wouldn't do my job at jury properly. I would just set a person free uh, to show my irresponsible side. But then I said uh, I don't think we should lock up anything apart from black members because black members are deadly, and it's the only thing I would lock up. You know what? After putting it through a lens like that, I can see why no one laughed because it's quite confusing, actually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I don't think I don't think our listeners are. You know, they're not as into Black Mamba snakes as you think they might be. To be fair, Black Mamba sounds scary regardless. They do sound scary. That's, that's, the only, that's the only part of the joke that holds up, Dan. You know, don't, please don't pick that. I need that. I need the Black Mamba. I was confused because I actually thought you said Black Mandem. No, Black Mamba. That could be considered quite racist. Uh, it could it, be, yeah. That's yeah. why I was confused. Nope. Yeah, Black Mamba as in snakes. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, going to have to cut the whole of that now because I'm deeply paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is like episode, I want to say 100 or 101, the live episode where you did a Swedish accent that came off unbelievably Rastafarian and it was very <laughs> awkward, wasn't it, in the, in the room? You can listen back to that, 102. Uh, and generally, I do Twitch quite regularly and that happens about uh, five times a week. So... <laughs> So basically, you're working. Work, everyone else is working week. Is for you just, it's just, just horrific accents. Well, I'm getting yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 not good. Uh, and the thing is, I I, I went to drama. Like, I did drama at uni, so I'd, I was kind of hoping that I'd be quite good enough to to deal with it. But apparently not. Uh, not yeah. It's just accidentally racist. That's my comedy. Accidentally racist. Um, um, so what is the DNA test? So what, so it's not, sorry, I thought you were going for like a COVID test, like it, just it to, is like a, most people, you know, you drive up and they should, but it sounds like you're doing some kind of DNA, like you've been chosen to have this test. Yes, it's part of like a test study. And what it is, um, the basic COVID test, basically you have to use a swab for the back of your mouth. And uh, it says in the introduction video, if you're not gagging from this, you're not doing it right, which is uh, something I've heard before. Um, and uh, yeah, it's very much, uh, it's very, uh, apparently it's, quite very uncomfortable the whole way through so you have to like um for, for about 90 seconds swab at the back of the throat uh and like really go for it and then with that same swab you've just been you've just tickled your tonsils with you have to shove that up your like into your nose to go into the tonsils oh i gotta do that tomorrow yeah you have to go right in the back don't you of the nose i've heard that's quite uncomfortable 
Uh, but the thing is, Dan, uh, he's not, not in a painful way. I think it's just a bit like you you want to sneeze, like you, your body doesn't what doesn't want it there, but it's also keeping it there. Oh, I'm holding my nose just because I, I don't want to do it. Um, so I just send it back, just like just with my tonsils, and just hope for the best. Because I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID, but it'll be pretty good to realize if I do have COVID or not. Yeah, I think do it properly for the sake of doing it. Because what you don't want to do is do it half-heartedly, and then they say, "Don't worry, you don't have it." But then you're like, "Oh shit!" But maybe I do, and I just didn't do it properly enough. Yeah, but I reckon they'll be able to tell. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so that's I've got that to do tomorrow, so that should be fun. Uh, I've also had to do. Yeah, so uh, it's quite quite a hefty book to real. And so yeah, I'm just I'm a bit stressed down. Uh, and also, like, I don't think I, it says if you need help, get someone else to help do it. Especially if you're under seventeen, but I'm obviously twenty six. Uh, he said that I can do it by myself, but um, I don't think I trust anyone else to do it for me. But I also don't want to do it alone. What should I do, Dan? <laughs> I think you should do it on your Twitch. Oh my god! Oh my god! That'd be so much funny. And genuinely, I have considered that before. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, like, yeah, I apparently on Twitch you can't do stuff which might make you sick, uh, or make, or you can't show your nipples on Twitch either. Which I have done once accidentally, but no one flagged it. Right. Okay. Just before we get into the myth, can you please just briefly explain how? I mean, you're Matt Hoss, so it probably happens all the time. How did you accidentally nip slip? Okay. How do you actually turn nipple? Well, as you say, I am that horse. It does happen. Um, so uh, what, what happened was, uh, <laughs> essentially, I got a bit too excited and someone did something cool. I lifted my shirt up. Uh, it, it was you like, celebrated really, your shirt yeah. over your head, did you? But, well, no, it's more like I just flipped up my shirt quickly. Uh, it was a very, very Pavlovian response, really. And it just... Very my horse. Yeah, and then I realized what I did and then worried I was going to get banned, but... Like, but no one can find it now. It's it's lost to the archives of time. So yeah, but uh, I would have loved you to get banned because I know that would have really deeply affected you. Oh yeah, I would be really upset. Please don't report me. <laughs> yeah, and also I know that it would have been such a stupid reason as well. Yeah, like you accidentally. Also, reason like you'd have just been looking at yourself in the mirror, like, come on, Matt, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, and for sure, also. um I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be sick on stream sometime. That's obviously going to happen at some point. You know what I mean? So obviously, obviously I'm going to get banned. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're going to get drunk and vomit, aren't you? At some point. It's well, inevitable. also, what I bought a two liter bottle recently, and I tried to down it all on stream because someone paid me not that, even that much money to do it. <laughs> a two liter bottle of what? Water. But turn it down two liters. Uh, people like yeah, your stomach doesn't enjoy that as much as you. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was. You know what? Like people, I thought it would be funny, but people were concerned. <laughs> Is it we'd be challenged all over again? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And if anyone would like to see the video of that, I do have it. So if people would like to see Dan sweat profusely over two liters of milk, please, please email in at misspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, anyway, time for a jingle and a myth. Okay, Matt. Yes. Whether you, I opened today's recording thinking that it wasn't on record, and I mentioned to you that I think today's myth won't be good. Oh yes, uh, a good way to start any podcast, I imagine. <laughs> a good way to start any entertainment based. <laughs> it's shit. Right. Um, and I say that with love because today, actually, Matt, we're going down to a. Uh, it's basically a full episode of Myths Corner. It's basically a full-on. Edu- this is a proper educational episode. Ooh, so you know, so it, and am I correct in saying this is miscellaneous? Miscellaneous. Now, yes. miscellaneous free. We've mentioned previously that we have done many myths. Uh, we've done a few Egyptian myths, and they've had their own creation stories. Blah blah blah. Fully fledged narratives. Unfortunately, there's a lot of gods in the Egyptian canon that exist 
and have interesting things about them. You know, are that what they're the gods of, who their children are, blah, 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 what their role is within Egyptian society. But they don't really have fully fledged creation stories. And if they do, they're very hard to find. <laughs> yeah. And so they're the, lost the annals of history and classical texts, I believe. And the idea of, well, the whole point of season three on myths is, uh, and to move on from Norse and Greek and Roman, is to kind of do snapshots of different cultures and different yes, civilizations. Yeah. So it's okay that we uh, will probably move on from Egyptians next week, I guess. Is this the yep. last one? So, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, this is a nice way to wrap up that, that canon, I would say. Yes. So we've learned about. Ra, the sun god. Mm-hmm. We've learned about how he spewed up his two children. Do you remember um, Nut and Tefnut? <laughs> and then they... Because yeah. he banged his shadow. Do you remember that oh, whole thing? Oh, yeah. And then he lost them, and then he was like, oh, I'm a terrible parent. And then they turned out, the two twins that he had, never, they then had a baby, didn't they? They then had two children, who then also had babies, because Egypt, they, they love it. Yeah. And yeah. then... Those four babies were like um, Osiris, Isis, um, uh, Nephthys, and and Set. Set. And they formed quite a big part of the Egyptian canon. We did various myths on them. Then they subsequently had Horus, didn't they? Mm -hmm. And he's a big deal. We've heard about... um, Who else have we had? A lot of human... Anubis. Anyway, now we're going to learn about a few more um, ones that are kind of related to these guys, but they're... They're important, but they just don't have the the following, shall we say, <laughs> that maybe those guys do. They are the backbenchers of the, the backbenchers of Egyptian mythology, even cool. though they do have some very important roles. But um, so yeah, I think I should take the first one because the first one seems like the these are all of the ones we're going to do today are actually they're they're related in some way to ones we've done before. Um, in fact, the first three we're going to talk about. There's only four we're going to talk about today, um, and they're all the first three are related. So take us away with the first one, Matt. Who are we gonna who are we gonna learn about? So today, me, Matt Horse, is gonna read about Matt, uh, which uh, sounds like I'm talking about myself. Uh, but Matt, am I saying it right? Yeah, I think so. Or Maat. Yeah. Or oh, Ma- that's that's a great pronunciation there. Can you do it again for us? Maat. Oh, because it's spelled M A apostrophe A T, right? Oh, so that's strong. But I'm going to say it very Yorkshire. Matt was <laughs> was a go- Matt was yeah. the goddess of the physical and moral law of Egypt, of order and truth. She said to be the one of her foth and had eight children with him. Ooh, Dan, if you're going to have a children with God, how many children would you have? <laughs> what a dumb Matt Cost question. <laughs> uh, uh, I would have. Well, for overpopulation reasons, I would just have two. What do you mean, dumb Matt Hoss question? <laughs> That's just such a Matt Hoss question. Like, you ask a question that you think is in any way interesting and actually just so weird. <laughs> what do you mean, how many qu- children would I have got? Like, two. Like, and I there's don't no know. Behind anything. I, I wouldn't be able to express, like, 10. I don't know. Like, there's no reason for me to back up anything I say. <laughs> well, it, it, it didn't it provide us with an interesting, funny comment. <laughs> well, the old questions make me laugh because they're not like "Would you rather" questions or questions that require like, like, oh, if you could, if you could talk to any celebrity, dead or living, who would it be? Dan, do you prefer like sleeping in a duvet or sleeping in sheets? Like, they're questions that like you can actually think about. But your questions are like, do you prefer red or blue? And then you're just like, well, blue. Okay, that was easy. Carry on. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I too fair. I I panic, and that's the first thing I can think of. <laughs> Very little filter with me. Very little filter. Anyway, uh, the most important of her children was Amon. The eight, these eight were the chief gods. <laughs> the eight. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that, Dan. Didn't say that. Um, these eight were the chief gods of Hermopolis, and according to the priests there, they created the earth and all that is. In it, all that is so, in it. interesting about Hermopolis is this is many, 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 many years ago. Uh-huh. Certain parts of Egypt had their own, like what called local deities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's had their own gods and Herm- anyway, this is like the Temple of Hermopolis. They, these are kind of like an area of Egypt where they've kind of gone a bit rogue and started to have kind of their own. 
they're worshipping the backbenchers more than the rest of Egypt are, for example. Yeah, because they've got their own kind of like local hero. Yeah, so Egypt, the rest of Egypt would know who Ma'at is and they would know that she's the goddess of law, but they're, they're more interested in the other more popular ones we talked about. Whereas this place, Hermopolis, I believe, is a place where they actually, this part of Egypt actually were like, you know, actually, you know what? She's ours. Like each kind of area of Egypt had their own like um, patron saint, patron god, you know? A bit like the Greeks, actually, because that's um, like, it's like literally with Athena and certain other gods. They, um, they, they had certain gods for different kind of, like yeah, different, uh, I'd say different kind of uh, uh, heroes for their own uh, era. Their own thing, yeah. But not to say that the rest of Egypt didn't also like worship her in some way, but yeah, it's cool. So uh, Matt is depicted uh, in the form of a woman seated or standing. How else? Um um, she, she levitating, yeah, yeah, or kneeling. Um, she holds the scepter in one hand and the ankh in the other. The symbol of Maat was the ostrich feather, and she is always shown wearing it in her hair. In some pictures, she has a pair of wings attached to her arms. Interesting. She occasionally is shown as a woman and with an ostrich feather for a head. <laughs> I like that it says in some pictures she has a pair of wings attached to her arms, as opposed to all those famous things with wings attached to their legs. Well, to be fair, I would imagine wings at your back, if you're like a bat. But then again, wings, arms, like a bird. Fair enough. A bird, yeah, that's what I mean. Anyway. Um, which I think ostrich feather is a strong choice for a head. Mm. Mm. It's coming up to Halloween. I think that's quite terrifying, actually, right? Are you going to go as Matt as your Halloween costume? That's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> well, yeah, imagine imagine me going out and all the kids are like, oh, no, it's not Matt, it's a ostrich feather. But, ooh. Oh, the goddess of truth. <laughs> and, and I'll be like, ooh, I'm really good around kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, another symbol of Matt is the primeval mound, uh, which is, it's a, uh, it, it's like a trapezium, I would say. Is that a tribute? I would say it's what it is. Yeah, like a wedge. A wedge. <laughs> what is this magnificent thing? I don't know. It's a wedge meat. Um, um, so a primeval mound uh, upon which the creator God stood at the beginning of time. It was when the world was created and chaos was eliminated that the principles of my art were set in place. The Egyptians believed that if the pharaoh ever failed to live by and maintain Ma'at, that chaos would return to Egypt, and the world and all would be destroyed. Okay, so that's quite significant. If you don't follow by uh, Ma'at, uh, chaos would return to Egypt. Yeah, so if you don't follow good, like, justice practices, if you don't follow truth, if you don't follow good, like, moral law and philosophy, and you're not like, a, yeah, then you... Um... Yeah, then pharaohs lived in fear that if they ever were naughty, basically. I mean, it's a very good it's a very good way of keeping your leaders in check, isn't it? Yeah, because like they they have something they are responsible for now. Because imagine if you had my art on your ass, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of like, oh god, I better be a good pharaoh, or else there might be chaos. Yeah, I think that's a really good way because obviously pharaohs are like, you, you know, you. Like with everything, like we had the kings and queens of England, like if pharaohs are born into it. So you're never quite sure if you get a Joffrey or if you get a, <laughs> like, yeah. So you, you know, I was going to try to do a Game of Thrones reference. Well, um, so well, you said you don't know if you get a Joffrey or a good one, but what, yeah, what's, your, yeah. what's your example for a good one? Well, I couldn't think of a good one. <laughs> well, uh, I'd be interested. Uh, what kind of politician do you John think? Snow. John Snow. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, um, <laughs> you know what I mean, though, right? So they were probably like, oh, but, you know, how do we make sure that whoever is inheriting the throne of Egypt does a semi-good job? Well, why don't we put the fear of God in him and tell him that if he doesn't, then all the world will be destroyed? Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a safety blanket. Mm. Well, actually, what's the opposite of a safety blanket? Um, uh, a dangerous hairnet. Yes, that is exactly the opposite <laughs> of a safety net. Oh, my goodness. You're, Dan, do you like me? <laughs> Yes, of course I do. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so let me let me finish off this uh, this one. Um, thus, I haven't got the heart. Theory. That was a joke, Carol. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I was going to be like, "Ha, psych!" But I feel like you're probably quite quite yeah, fragile I, today, so I didn't want to. Yeah, I feel emotionally vulnerable. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, <I didn't. laughs> um, 
Uh, anyway, uh, carry on. Matt. So the pharaohs follow Mahat, or else she'll come and destroy the world. Um. So thus, the pharaohs of Egypt saw it as a cosmic role to uphold the principles of Maat, and was due to Maat that the pharaohs had the authority to rule the land. Amenhotep stated that Maat was placed upon the, his breast by Amon himself. Uh, Amenhotep is a um, pharaoh, right? Yes. Another pharaoh. Achenaten, the heretic king, who was accused of deviating from her laws by his successors, repeatedly emphasized his adherence to Ma'at on many of his monuments. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Um, so when they when the dead were judged, it was uh, the feather of Ma'at that their hearts were weighed against. Interesting. So if the hearts of the deceits were as light as a feather, they were granted eternal life in the duat. The near weightlessness of their hearts indicated that their souls were not burdened by sin and evil. If their hearts did not measure up, the soul of the deceased was consumed by Amut, uh, which is a god, not a uh, not Amut. Um, the judgment occurred in the Hall of Two Truths, Ma'ati. That's what it's called. So there's Ma'at and Ma'ati. Um, uh, the last role of Ma'at was to help guide the sun god Ri. Oh, isn't it Ra? Uh, yeah, like with all Egyptian things, they have multiple spellings for different the same gods. Um, help Ra uh, make his journey across the skies. It was she that determined the course that his boat took across the sky each day. It's just the same course, isn't it, mate? Lazy bastard. It was sometimes that she uh, actually travelled in the boat with him, guiding his direction. Yeah, how bad is his sense of direction that he doesn't know where he's going, even though he does it every day and every night? Well, exactly. Yes, I, I, you say kind of traveling to this, uh, with sat now to your job every day. It's like, oh, of course, you know where to go. You do it every day. How do you not know? Yeah. Um. So she's an important. She's an important person, Matt. She's an important goddess. Uh, yeah, and also she has a lot of roles to do. Right. She has to judge all the uh, every person that dies. Uh, guides raw across the sun every day. Make sure uh, the pharaohs aren't dicks. Yes. Also, make sure that um, she runs that that area as well, right? The um, the, the primeval place. Mm. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot. She's right. got a lot on. She's like she's got like two full time jobs. Now, shall we learn about her husband Thoth, who she had eight kids with? Yeah, uh, Dan, if you're gonna get, oh, okay, we've already asked that question. About Here's that. a throwback, Matt. We have mentioned Thoth before in a previous episode. Yes, Can we have. Can't remember which one, but an early Doors one, I think. It's got to be maybe Horus or. Yes, he was. He was one of the the three judges of the Horus versus Set competition. Yeah, for sure. Remember that they got like judges in to determine like who was who was being like to make sure, ironically, to make sure to referee and, and make impartial, fair decisions. But that was a did turned not, out to be a mess. Did not end well, did it, Dan? But that no, was didn't. That was one of the best myths we've ever done. That was literally the best myth we've ever done. It was literally forty out of forty. Oh. Okay, let's learn about Thoth then. Thoth, he was the god of wisdom and learning. Mm. I think you'd be the god of, wouldn't it, Matt? Yeah. Um, Dan, if you're going to have... No, okay. Uh, um, I, I'm now doubting all my questions now. I, you know what I mean? I was going to ask you... you were about to say, if you were the god of something, what would it be? No. That's a good question. Ask me. Dan, if you're going to be the god of something, what, what would it be? Oh, my God. That's such a dumb question. Uh, <laughs> and, and how many children would you have? <laughs> Yeah, what an arbitrary. Um, the God of I would probably be. I think I would be. I mean, are we going for like Egyptian gods that seem to kind of do things that are similar, or are we doing like Norse gods that seem to just do whatever the fuck they want to be a god of? <laughs> I think Egyptian. Go. What kind of? Oh, what um, part of your personality? Which would be? I think I would be the god. I like to think I'd be the god of like entertainment, the god of fun. No, I don't think that. <laughs> Have you seen our podcast? I mean, heard our podcast? The God of ra- the God of Rational Thinking. Yeah, you'll be annoying like that. You know, yeah, you know I mean, you be. What like, would you be the God of? I'll be the God of, of environment. Uh, I'll be. Oh, actually, that's not a bad one. The God of uh, being smug at a dinner party. <laughs> the God of being smug. Yes, yes, because that God always gets worshipped the most. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. Um, yeah. Dear Hoss, please grant me eternal smugness at the dinner party, at my cousin's dinner party tomorrow. I have bought a bottle of, of a, a 40 wine. Oh, it's really, it's really posh. I'm like, wisdom bestowed upon you. Yes, there we go. There you go. 
I've been to wine tasting once before then. Wow, I imagine that was funny to it, watch. It, you know what? I ask a lot of boring questions about the wine. Yeah, I can never tell the difference, to be honest, so I just nod when they tell me what it is. <laughs> this is horse piss. Mm, nice, nice. Anyway. And, anyway. Thoth. Thoth was the, god, was, the, was the god of wisdom and learning. He was said to be self-created in the beginning, along with his consort, the goddess Ma'at who we've just talked about. The two produce eight children, the most important being Amon, blah, blah, blah. We He's had that. that twice, right? Like, they love Amon. They love Amon. We are going to do Amon next, by the way, FYI. Oh, no. oh. Alternatively, depicted as an ibis-headed human, an ibis, or what do you think is the opposite of an ibis, Matt? Um, an ibis is a bird, right? Yeah. Hmm. And the opposite of a bird is a... A heavy metal stag, I would say, who lives on top of... Uh, no, what was it called? Um, Idrisil. Idrisil. Uh, but it's Durafor we're talking about. That's why I got confused. God, I'm, I'm on shit form today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, the joke I was getting to is because he is depicted as an ibis-headed human yeah. or a baboon. Wow. <laughs> One of the I two. Don't really know how they feel. Yeah. It's like... Anyway. It's, you know when you see a film which obviously has two different vibes in it, which are not incongruous with each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, they see a very serious film, but then they try and do some like really out of place comedy in it. It's like, oh, oh god, no, that's bad. That's that's the kind of thing there. They can't choose which one they want to go for. From my unbelievably um, professional and dedicated research, I seem to have come across mostly ibis-headed pictures. So I think that was the main the main go to for him. That's good. <laughs> Uh, he was given these perhaps because the grave facial experience, expressions of these creatures suggested thoughtfulness. He carries a pen and scrolls with which he records all things. I must be keeping Throth was believed to have filled many roles in the world of the gods. It was believed that he invented writing and was the vizier and official scribe of the afterworld. The Book of the Dead was written by him. He and Mahat were believed to stand on either side of Ra in his boat as he, as the sun, travelled across the sky. Okay, so Froth was also there in helping Mark drive. He really is shit with directions. He yeah. has two people. And also Ra, it's like... Not busy enough anyway. <laughs> Ra needs to delegate here, doesn't he? Because if he has three people in the carriage, which is a one-person job, do you know what I mean? Uh, or oh, just do it, get a robot to do it, get it automated. That's what I would do. Too easy. It was widely believed that Thoth invented the magical and hermetic arts, and thus the tarot deck is frequently referred to as the Book of Thoth. He was associated with the moon. As the sun vanished, Thoth tried to dispel the darkness with his light. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that is very cute, actually. I think it's a... What, what a sweetheart. Thoth is shown attending all major scenes involving the gods, but most importantly at the judgment of the deceased. It is here that he is shown as a dog-headed ape, sits on the top of the balance that weighs the heart of the deceased to determine if it is light as Matt. The concept of Matt is one of truth, justice, and that which is straight. It may even be related to cosmic order. The, th the baboon Thoth informs the ibis-headed Thoth when the balance is at equilibrium. The ibis-headed Thoth then makes his report to the other gods who then pass judgment on the deceased. So he's actually... So Ma'at is there weighing the scales, but he's actually the one that ultimately decides whether it was a yay or a nay. So basically, Matt, what we're seeing here is Ma'at does all the work everywhere, and then the guys just take credit for it. Thoth takes yeah. credit for it. Okay. Well, he writes it down. He's an important guy, Matt. Oh, oh so he's like a, he, he's, he's still in a database. He's doing the database for it. I imagine Thoth is super nerdy. That's what I'm getting from Thoth. He's like, ah, actually, uh, we've got to do it on Excel, actually. It's like, oh, shut up, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a technical error with the scales. Bear with me. Bear with me, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Thoth is the first nerd. He's wisdom, but his original, his um, his internship was uh, definitely like uh, like uh, D and D or something like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's interesting, huh? So he's an important guy. Yeah, that's I I, I like Thoth. I, this is writing. That's a pretty big deal. What I like about this this miscellaneous episode so far is just that it's nice and chilled. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, learning many things. It's not no no one's dying ran randomly or fucking their niece uh, uh, niece or nephew. I, I try to say nephew and niece at the same time. It's a niece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smashing it. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's it's nice and relaxed. It's good. So uh, I'll turn the next one. We have Amon, who um here. So Amon, yeah, most, the one who 
they keep saying is the like the most important of their eight children often yeah so amon he he goes onto breakfast television he has an irish accent and he is called amon oh okay it's a different kind of sorry different amon different uh, this Amon, Egyptian Amon, was he was called the vizier of the poor. It was said that he protected the weak from the strong and was an upholder of justice, which is quite ironic that uh, that in Egyptian times there were plenty of slaves. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was shit at his job. Yeah, he was really bad. He was really bad. Um, those who requested favors from Amon were required to demonstrate their worthiness or to confess confess to their sins first. Interesting. Amon was made by Thoth and Ma'at as one of the eight primordial gods of creation. There was Amon. Right, just off the top of your head, what are the eight gods? What are, his, what are the siblings called? Okay. Um, I, I wish he wouldn't put me on the spot like this, but I think. Um, obviously, there's Amon, there's yeah. Amunet, He, yeah, Heket, Nun, yeah. Nonet, Cow, and Coquette. Obviously. Yeah, wow. Wow, that was good improvisation. I can't believe what are the chances that you got all those right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always training for mastermind. But not just mastermind in one subject, in every subject. I know everything. Do you believe me? <laughs> Based on the previous 120 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks, mate. So Amon was represented on five forms. One, as a man who is seated on a throne, holding in one hand was the scepter, and the other in the ankh. Uh, similar to Mark, then. Number two, as a man with the head of a frog. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen them in Night Out, to be fair. Uh, number three, as a man with a head of a Uraeus, which is a cobra, very similar to a black mamba, fun fact. Um, number four, as an ape. Number five, as a lion crouching upon a pedestal. Again, a lot of different vibes. A lot of different what vibes. we've learned from this is that the Egyptians really didn't care what their gods were depicted as. You could just basically draw whatever you wanted and say it was that god, I think. <laughs> Uh, also, it doesn't say why he was so special. He just, he just kind of like, he just helps poor people. Um, he's, he's like the Mark Redford, uh, Rashford. I don't know that guy. Uh, his sacred animals were the goose and the ram. Although he never, de- he was never depicted as them. Interesting. So, uh, do we have one more, Dan? We have one more. Yes. Yeah. Shall I give it a go? Yeah. This because they're all kind of related to each other. This one is mutt. Okay. Uh, do we mention them earlier? Uh, I said Emma. Was it Emma, Emma? Yeah, yeah. And there, there, some. She's related to people that we have definitely mentioned. Okay, take it away. Her name means mother, and in many ways, she was regarded by the Egyptians as the great world mother and mother of the pharaohs. Can I pause it there, Dan? Yes. And um, wasn't the other mother meant to be Osiris? Well, Osiris is the goddess of, like, fertility, isn't she? No, but she was also mother, right? She was, like, the mother person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this person is mother of pharaohs. Yeah, but I'm just saying, similar similar vibe. Similar vibe, similar vibe. It appears that Mert was originally the female counterpart of Nun. However, in Thebes, she replaced Amunut to become the wife of the great god Amun, who is... Okay, cool. Her son was the local god of the moon, Konsu. We've done about him before, Konsu, the god. He's the one that helped get rid of that demon. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Who didn't do a good job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Together, the three formed the triad of Thebes that would dominate Egypt during the New Kingdom. Ooh. Mut was one of the few goddesses who was self-created. She was called Mut, who giveth birth, but was herself not born of any. She must have some big old daddy issues. Yeah. The goddess was usually portrayed as a woman wearing the united crowns or double crown of the north and the south. In her hands, she holds the papyrus scepter and the emblem of life, Ankh. Okay, that explains what the Ankh is because I realized we never once mentioned what that was, even though all the gods seem to hold it. It's the kind of like, it's the kind of the, it looks like the symbol for female. It's like a circle, like an oval on mm. top with a, a cross as well. You, you definitely would recognize what an Ankh is. A-M-T-H. Maybe that's where that female sign comes from because the Egyptians used it as their emblem for life. Potentially, yeah. Poten- if only we were good enough to know. Anyway, other- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. If you want historical facts, fucking listen to Greg Genome or Stephen Fry. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Stephen Fry. <laughs> other images show her as a woman standing upright. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. 
Her arms were stretched out at 90 degree angles to her body and have large wings attached to them. Okay, so she's basically just Ma'at. The feather of Ma'at is at her feet this time. Okay. Some portraits depict Mutt with her heads with the hair heads of a man, a woman, a vulture, and a lioness. Oh Jesus Christ. She has a phallus, a pair of wings, and the claws of a lion. Jesus. Wow. Holy moly. Like like they I you know what? In this episode, I've learned that Egyptians need to pick a pick pick a lane and stick to it, mate. Because there's too much. This this is too much. Yeah, you know I mean, this, like imagine seeing a statue of a man, a woman, a vulture, and a lioness for a head with a phallus, pair wings, and claws. That's that's fucking nuts. Yeah, this is like when Anubis was born a jackal, and they didn't explain why. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the center of her worship was the quarter of Thebes called Asher. Her temple, Hetmut, was just south of that of Amon Ra, which means a lot to you, I know. Yeah, because we all know where Amon Ra is. <laughs> so, Matt, that was uh, kind of the four Theban gods, basically. Maybe we should call this episode the Theban gods. Yeah, we perhaps. can do the Theban gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what they are. They're all people that were worshipped a lot in that area. Um, but yeah. They, uh, do you learn some stuff? Um, I, I think so. Uh, it felt like I learned something, but uh, you know what? I think we're still living in. We, I think we peaked with uh, with the Horus episode, didn't we? We peaked, didn't we? Well, this was the last Egyptian episode, so let's rank it. I don't know how we're going to do that, but let's find out and uh, see how they did. Alrighty, so we always rank in uh, four different categories out of ten. We have life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF factor. And uh, uh, so let's look at life skills. What's the physical and practical things we learned? I guess there's quite a lot. We learned how to have eight children, childcare. We learned how to have eight children, yeah. We learned learned how to judge the deceased on scales and all that. Yeah, which is also a moral lesson as well. how to how to measure people's worth uh whether uh, in track yes um we also learned that um how to run a country because the pharaohs have to learn the rules of my art which is also a moral lesson as well do you think studying my art is the equivalent of our prime minister's studying ppe at oxbridge yes absolutely yeah yeah that's I would, I would say it's a direct translation uh so we also learned that oh we learned how to drive a chariot across the sun yep we also learned uh, how to write. Yeah, that's true. We did learn how to write. We learned how to help poor people, but not that much. Um, we also learned how to build statues with many fucking heads on it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. What are you thinking, Matt? I'm going to say five. I agree. I was literally going to put that myself. Okay, morals. Now, this should be decent, actually. So we, we've we already mentioned some of them, but uh, what other ones do you think, then? Well, the, the, I think they're decent morals because we've got the Amon trying to help the poor. Okay, he obviously did a bad job because Egypt has a lot of slaves, but at least he, you know the, the, the thought is there. Yes, for the sure. <laughs> um, um, we also... Then, yeah, go on. I was going to say, and then obviously we've got the, the just the concept of Ma'at and Throth, and the, like, just those concepts on paper are really good. The idea that like, you know, the, it's ingrained in Egyptian culture to be good and to learn and to seek truth and blah, blah, blah. For sure. And like, uh, uh, and it probably explains why they did so well as an empire because they had such like a belief system. Yeah. Um, we also learned that it's important to weigh up the souls of people, I suppose, like, like, uh, that what you do in life matters. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that your like heart is heavy from the sin. Like if you, whereas if you're light, you have no worries because you've never done anything that like you've resolved all your sins at the time when it happens. You know, what I mean, you haven't carried anything unnecessarily. And uh, also, we see people with there's a lot of cooperation. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, especially with Mo, with the, the the three triad of Thebes, they all work together to bring prosperity, which is quite rare for gods because gods don't really do that. What do you think? I'm going to say six or seven. I was going to say six. I, why not a seven? It's a seven. It's a seven, mate. It's a, I've already written it in. Okay, sorry. It may do look like it's 77. <laughs> wow, the highest Smith ever, 77. <laughs> okay, creativity. Creativity. 
be a bit difficult. I, I mean, look, maybe this is more WTF, but we have all the different depictions of gods. They're creative mm-hmm. in some way. Um, the fact that we've got all this, like, the fact that we've even got um, all this backstory to show, like, why Egyptians lived like they did. I think that's important. But, you know, there's something creative there, isn't there, about, like, keeping pharaohs on a straight path, learning and how to write. That's pretty creative. The fact that they all feed into each other is very creative again. For example, like... They're all related to each other quite well, aren't they? That's a good thing the Egyptians do well, I've noticed, is it's really, like, their family trees are quite easy to, like... Well, it's just follow. a circle, isn't it? It's not a tree, yeah, is it? Yeah. Um, um, but with... But, like, I like the idea that with much, she has the, the feather of... Um, of what's a face uh, by a feet, my heart at a feet, because it's like it's there's a nice uh, correlation with all of them. There's echoes all the way through, and they all kind of help, uh, balance each other around, which I think is really strong. Um, I, also we see that uh, also the ankh is a representation of that as well. Um, yeah. I think maybe a five or a six. I think a five. Yeah, it's it's a very average episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then WTF, um, there's a few things here. I mean, we've got the fact that they just seem to be depicted as whatever they want. Yes. Um, particularly messed up is Mutt at the end there. We talked about how she is depicted as having a pair of wings, claws of a lion, the head of a vulture, a man, a woman, a lioness, and she has a penis. Yeah, that's messed up for sure. I, it's just more like, I just think it's weird that they think all of those are, I just should work together. Like, you know, and the Greeks had it bad for, like, mixing up two animals, but, like, then they mixed up, like, four different things in a blender and hope for the best. Um, but also, a WTF, uh, ostrich feather for a head. That's pretty creepy. Uh, it wasn't as her head. It was just in her hair. No, no, no. It's, she is shown with a, uh, ost- uh, shown as a woman with an ostrich feather for a head occasionally. Second paragraph. Does it say that? All the yeah, pictures yeah. I've seen of her are just a woman with, like, an ostrich feather in her hair. I bolded it for you, mate. I've gone the Google Doc. I've just bolded it for you. Oh no, no, I get it. But I think that myth. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think that's a typo. I think it's meant to say in her hair. No, no, for a head. It says occasionally she is shown as a woman with an ostrich feather in her head. I just haven't. All the pictures I saw of her are only of a woman with an ostrich in her hair. So I think this might be bullshit. Oh, you can't just. I don't think anyone would ever depict it as just a woman with an ostrich feather in her as a head. All the other ones are like animals. That makes any sense. Hold on, let's let's solve this bullshit. Because right, Dan, you you wrote the script for today. Thank you very much for that. You did a good job. However, what's happened here is that you've you felt you fed me uh, false information, and, <laughs> and then go no, it's bullshit. It just seems I, ridiculous. That must be like based on the pictures I've seen of her. That must that can't be a thing. Why would you right. just have a, a human body with a ostrich feather for a head? Okay, let's have a look. Okay, no, I, okay, I, okay. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that I think that you know what, after after my much my much protestation, I think you might be right. <laughs> that could be bullshit. Okay, fine. Happy now, Dan? Yes. But actually although I just like to look. All right. Yeah, listen up. When go, go now, go go and Google Ostrich Feather Head Maat, M A apostrophe A T. Um, she looks like she has a massive knobhead on her head all the time. So it's really funny. Uh, like if you look at the Marvel stuff, very very funny. Anyway, do you know that's the first time in 120 episodes that we've actually gone back over something that we've. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we're good at we're good at um, uh, reprimanding ourselves, I suppose. Are we? No, no, <laughs> no. I think it's still a little bit messed up. We can still put that as messed up. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking, Matt? Uh, well, to be fair, no, there's no goal. Um, A1 does no. a bad job for sure. Um, I don't think it's very high. It's we don't get very much. At the worst, we get is ah, oh, that's a bit weird. Oh, that's a bit too much. So I'm going to say two. I think a two. I agree. We've been very agreeable today. Yeah, to be fair, I think long other days come by where I fight you for uh, schools. To be fair. Uh, so, five, seven, five, and two. Is that 19, perhaps? Yes, it is 19. A low score. But a fine score, I would say. A fine score. A, word, a notable, an average. A pretty average. Yeah, pretty average, indeed. So, Dan, um, where can people find us online if they like what people we do? People can find us on Facebook and Twitter, at Myths Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can email us, uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Have we had any emails recently, Dan? 
Um, no. Well, that's correct, unless you count uh, the people from Podbean uh, and also some spam emailers as well. So uh, if you want to add to that pile, please send us an email. It'll be great to hear from you. Get us read out on the podcast. I mean, what more validation would you like? That's not a rhetorical question. Is what more would you like? Validation than being read out and having your email read out on this. I don't think there is. No, I don't think so. Um, I, in fact, all the greatest... There are bigger claims to fame. I would be using that house parties all the time. Hey, uh pretty crazy thing happened last week on monday as an episode of myths you probably heard of it uh, oh, my email god. oh my god let me kiss you well, you were that guy <laughs> what why are you speaking like that i don't know i just had a, I had a i'm michael jackson oh that's that, that's that's <laughs> me and matt don't go to many parties and we don't know how women talk well, to be fair, uh, if, if that's in a lot of parties at the moment, so that it's not... No, that's true, actually, yeah. You are going to a party right now. D- don't be doing that. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you can also find us uh, um, find us on Misfits Podcast, uh, Misfits on uh, Facebook. Search for that. And on top of that, you can... Um, what, what else as well? What else? You can uh, follow me on Twitch, uh, Matt House Comedy. Uh, also, Matt House Comedy on Twitter as well. And on top of that, follow my other podcast called Castable. It's where I get famous people to pitch their dream music festival. Do I put a lot more time into it than this one? Yes, I do. Does it show? Yes, <laughs> yes it, it really. You know what? It does. It really does. <laughs> but I kind of like the rough and ready. It's part of the charm of this, Matt. It's part yeah. of the charm. Absolutely, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's that. So, uh, but Do you about the live episodes, episode 100 and 101, where our studio live audience were literally like, these guys don't know what they're doing, but I'm digging it. That was the vibe. Yeah, it was actually, and it was, that was a good time. That was a good time, wasn't it? And uh, do you reckon all those people went home to listen to all of our episodes? 100%. That's, actually, we did actually get some correspondence the other day. Shall I, shall I read it out? I think you'll enjoy it, actually. Can I read it out for you, Dan? We just did the whole thing about how we didn't have any emails. And we I, didn't have any emails, but we had a tweet, which is... Not- oh, okay, that, well, that kind of, okay, I guess that technically is different. Go on, what's so, the tweet? So, uh, a fan of mine on Twitch uh, uh, who goes at Asfats McNulty just tweeted at us saying, I only just found the Missed Podcast, brackets highly recommended, by the way, thank you, and it goes, and just lost it at Matt House Comedy exclaiming, what's wrong with my tight butthole? Rehera, Zeus, and Ganymede. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Good times. Those were the days. They were the days, weren't they? Um, anyway, I've been Matt Hoss. I've been Dan Rhodes. And we'll see you very soon next week, I imagine. If not, whenever we see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome. Myths. Myths.